This episode of App Slappy is brought to my friends who are working on a fantastic new game for iOS, for the iPad and for the iPhone, called Halfling Wars. You can actually go help support their Kickstarter right now and learn all about the game at uh, Kickstarter. You can search for it, Halfling Wars. Or you can go to tinyurl.com slash halflingwars. If you like Lord of the Rings, if you like hobbits, if you like dark elves, if you like awesome stuff, you like city building, you like RPGs, you like pet, you like uh, creature battles, you like all that kind of stuff, well, this might be the game for you. That's Halfling Wars. Search for it on Kickstarter or go to tinyurl.com slash halflingwars. You are listening to App Slappy Podcast. App Slappy. App Slappy. App Slappy. App Slappy. App Slappy. App Slappy. This is App Slappy, episode 138 for Thursday, January 17th, 2013. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to App Slappy. My name is Scott Johnson, and this is the iOS podcast you've grown to love, or like, or I don't know, think of it in average ways. <laughs> it's kind of defeatist. Well, I don't know why I'm even saying that. I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us tonight, of course, Eric Van Skyhawk, all the way from, uh, what is it, Meridian, New Jersey? What is it? Menden, Men- Mendenhall, Menson? Metuchen. Metuchen, that's it. Metuchen. Uh, uh, named after an old Indian chief, apparently. No, Metuchen, Chief Metuchen of the uh, apparently. Don't Be Touching Us tribe from uh, way up north, yeah. A super old, old town. Yeah, big My town. house is... My house was built in built in nineteen twenties. Wasn't yours built around then? No, that's when my house was built in nineteen twenties. Nineteen, yeah. Wow. Uh, wait, no, my wait. town's super old. But like, how was the house itself? Like what year in the twenties? Do you know? Nineteen twenty. Oh, the year of nineteen twenty. Yeah. So as I'm watching Downton Abbey and being completely addicted to that ridiculous thing, and they're in the year nineteen twenty currently, your house was being built while they were talking. That is true. Wow. Yeah, I got like, <clears throat> you know, crystal doorknobs and printed tin ceilings. and Crystal doorknobs is my favorite Disney live action film. Is it? No. Wasn't there one that with uh, doorknobs in it? Oh, bed, bed knobs and broomsticks. Broomsticks, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but my town's like super old. We have like a Revolutionary War cemetery. Whoa. Like the are from the 1700s. Do you go there on Independence Day and uh, put wreaths on old graves and things? Uh, no. Lame. You should do that. You're not a you're do not you a true that? patriot. No, I don't. You wouldn't do that, would you? <laughs> well, I do. We go to the to we go to grave sites and stuff, but they're usually not fallen uh, uh, war heroes. Yeah, but you usually go. You probably go to relatives. Yeah, yeah. I like go to my dad's grave, or I'll go to my grandpa's grave, and things like. That. And, and my yeah. dad, my dad was in the <laughs> National Guard. My grandpa served in World War II, so I suppose I'm uh, I'm doing you know. That I'm, veterans yeah, 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 I'm sort of doing the veterans thing a little bit, not not too much, but anyway, why are we going down this rabbit hole? I don't even know. I don't know. Uh, Eileen's not here. She's at the she's at a um, uh, what do you call it? Cirque du Soleil performance. She got free tickets from her hot new fancy job there at the Google. Oh, I'm sure she'd be getting a lot of tickets. Yeah, future. Sure, I'm sure she does. I'm sure they get plenty of things uh, there at the YouTube uh, thing. So uh, she's not here tonight and sends her best, but we will soldier on without any sort of female influence on the po- on the podcast tonight. 
Let's start talking just a little bit about Apple and what's been going on in the news. So there was this big hubbub because they had called some suppliers and done some supply chain stuff to cancel a portion of the overall quantity of parts that they were planning on ordering for iPhone production. Um, and that has been interpreted by the stock market and analysts as them seeing a less, you know, a lower demand overall for iPhones from between here and the holiday season, which is normally kind of ramp up manufacturing time. Uh, some have said though, however, this might be a sign of them doing something different, maybe not radical, but radical enough different with an iPhone uh, update of 5S or whatever they want to call it that will require different kinds of manufacturing, different tooling, different everything. And so they've, they're cutting down on current stock stuff so that they can make room and make financial room for whatever is needed for the next batch. Maybe it's new materials, maybe it's new, you know, new production sites, who knows? So that's also uh, a yeah, thought. But their, their stock dropped, man. Yeah, of course. The stock dropped. It doesn't matter why they cut their suppliers and said, hey, we're, we don't need as much. It, does, it, it, it doesn't matter if they're building the ultimate Jesus phone. It doesn't matter. The stock market will see this, you know, even if it's only temporary, they'll see this as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So they did. So- actually, had a coworker who actually bought some stock when this when it went down. Oh, really? Yeah, he bought one share. But hey, you know. I buy some stock. Hey, hey, not that guy. Uh, no, not okay. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Apple. Ah! All right. Um. So I, I did it's some funny t- thing is he makes fun of your voice too. Does he? Well, why? What, what's wrong with my voice? <laughs> he, he says you. You kind of sounded robotic. Human bodies can do human things. What? He's smoking crack. <laughs> that's because the Skype sounded weird. I think. <laughs> no, that's after even the final mix. Really? Human bodies can do human, human things. things. I am a <laughs> robot. I was not programmed to love. <laughs> I was like, I don't hear it. I I said, I don't hear it. I don't hear it either. But I do hear uh, freaking Ray Romano. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's no question about that. Um, So I did some digging around and I found this article, and this has been floating around as well. Um, Some people concerned that Apple, this news means something to some people, and they think it means this is the time where Apple starts to slip into what uh, some people say the repeat of the 80s for Apple. Uh, which was an uh, interesting time. They they led the technology revolution for home computing by releasing things as early as, you know, uh, the original Apple One and Two, uh, but really hit it big with uh, the Macintosh. When the Macintosh came out, I mean, it was mind-numbingly uh, advanced, and nobody had anything close to that you could give consumers. And it was this huge revolution in computing, and put them on the map and made them one of the number one selling hardware manufacturers in the country. And then a couple of years you go know, by. I don't really, I don't really, re- I remember the this happening, but I don't remember it being saturating the market as iPhones and iPods and you know. Well, you're right that it. I mean, home computers weren't. It wasn't that broad of a of a base. You're right. It was still a relatively. Um, smaller portion of the public. That I always looked computers. at Apple as like the, you know, the remember the VHS beta thing. Mm-hmm. It's like Apple was a better product, but yet the PC was a lot more popular. Well, here's why. So after the Mac and they were real successful out of the gate, a couple years go by, 
that starts to slow for them and it picks up for Microsoft and others who decided to say, wait, we can do a GUI UI. We can change the way people use computers too. And we can make it way less expensive. And we can put it on not just our computers, but we'll put it on anyone who wants to license our software. And so what, you're what does this sound like to you? Like Android? Yeah, maybe a little bit. So, <laughs> um, and, and it helped Microsoft back in the day that it was really easy to pirate. You could pirate Windows in a heartbeat, and it was no big deal. And the hardware was inexpensive to build a PC and do all that business. So all of that played a role for sure. Um, but as time as time went on, and Apple fought that. They're like, ah, whatever. They have no taste. It's all garbage. Why would you want garbage? We make really, really nice stuff. And they did. But in the end, average consumers like didn't care. It's kind of like what's going on right now. It's like Apple's really nice and yeah. Android's making... Like they have some nice phones, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of garbage Android. There is a ton there. of garbage. So, so yeah, sure. And even in the '80s, you'd had you'd have a Gateway or a I don't know. A, I can't think of any others. Dell is more '90s, but let's say a Dell in 1995 or something that was a a decent PC uh, compared to the junk you could buy somewhere else. And so, they had, my, what was your first PC? Um, I think I built, mine was. I, think uh, I, built I it. remember you built it. No, my I remember my my dad bought a a leading edge computer. Oh wow. That's old school. Had a yeah, monochrome had, screen. Closest dot, to that was we had that matrix printer. We had an Apple II and an Apple IIe. And then after that, it was when I, I built my first P, PC. I think it was like a 386 33DX or some ancient chip. Um, four megabytes of RAM. Oh, man. <laughs> I think my art of the first leading edge was something like seven megahertz or something. Like yeah, that. it's ridiculous. Fun times, though. So I just, you know, they're kind of in that again. And people say it's a mistake. Well, I don't know how they're making a mistake. I think this is just the way this is the way this works. If you come out and innovate and just crazy innovate and people go, Ugh, and then they're all copying you, well, what can you do? Can you stop it? Well, you can try to sue Samsung and others out of existence. Lord knows they've tried. Yeah, they keep trying, but they tried back in the 90s too, in their late 80s, early 90s. So, you know, I... I don't know what the answer for this is. It's frustrating because I do see the signs of it. You see the same thing happening again. This commoditization of, of, of handheld OS is following the same pattern as desktop OS. And, you know, Android is poised to do some damage. It's, it's funny that in this fight, though, that Microsoft's not even in it. You know, they're, they're trying to be, but they're not. And, yeah. yeah they're and they not. were so much in it last time. They've just missed the boat. They're not copying their pattern. I think they forgot how to do that. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. But um they're making Xbox and that's maybe that's good enough. Uh but uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it means. It makes me nervous. And everyone's every time a stock dip happens, all these articles come out. Is Tim Cook the right guy to run Apple? Is uh is Apple losing their whatever? That kind of talk just it happens every time and I guess that's what you get when you're such a spotlighted company with so much history and so much expectation. I, you know, how do they get around it? I don't think they can get around it. It's just the way this is going to be. It's the way this fight's going to go. So I don't know. Five years from now, dude, um, could be a very different world. Well, it's, you just got to see what the next innovation thing is. And I don't even, I can't even think what could be thought up next. What is the next thing? Yeah. What do you, I mean, I can't even imagine what the next I, big thing I is. I don't even know. I, 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 I don't know where you go from here. I, I mean, don't know. And, and Apple hopes they're the ones. Maybe Google hopes they're the one. You know, and then and then this thing changes again. Let's say in 20 years, what's the thing? Well, that thing could be killing, you know, Google maybe of distant memory by then. 
Like this is just please, a way. Please don't make it Google glasses, please. Uh, those are stupid looking. Th- those will have to be implants before I give two poops. <laughs> I need a little chip just under the. It's a subdermal forehead chip that will give me all that. I don't want to wear the glasses at all. Yeah, you because you wear glasses anyway. Yeah, I, so they'd have to attach into my existing ones, or I need something else. I can't, and I'm still not whatever. That thing's a cool concept, but. Unlike something like Oculus Rift, which looks badass, and pop that on your head and play video games and it's a true VR environment, that's something I can use. I'm ready for that now. But the Google thing, it's it's really neat sci-fi idea, but I don't understand the practicality of it. And I maybe I'm an old man now. I don't know. We'll see. I think you are. I think you're getting to that old crotchety old man thing. Are we kind of getting there to that age? What do you mean me? You're the same age as me. Yeah, but I think uh, what was that movie, one movie you you thought was really dumb, <laughs> the singing movie? Oh, uh, oh, Les Mis, Les Miserables? No, no, no. The Les one that your daughter, the, the one your daughter thinks is the greatest things in. Oh, uh, Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. Yeah. Oh, I hated it. I didn't like and it. Brian like thinks this that, that that female actress is the same actress, and it's a different actress <laughs> from, from from Bridesmaids. Right. Right, we sounded like a couple of farts on the porch trying to figure out what this fandangled movie. Did about. you get some emails about that? Yeah, one? a few, but mostly people agree with me. That movie's not very good. No, I'm talking about Brian thinking it's the same actress. No, yeah, we got a bunch of that. Which Sorry, I thought was Brian. funny because he screwed it up, not me. <laughs> Why do you use the one that screws everything up? I'm usually the one that does. So I mispronounce words and things. But yeah, it was just uh, does movies dumb. I don't like that movie at all. Over, I haven't overrated. Seen it, so. I can't speak to it. I haven't seen it you yet. You should see it and you tell me what you think. I mean, I'm just, it's, ugh, blah, blah. I really didn't like it. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on Apple, see what happens, buy some stock when they all make yeah. a big Well, the comeback. thing is my, my coworker bought one share because it was like 500 bucks. Yeah, it's expensive. Expensive. I mean, even at 500, woo, they're still the most valued company in the world. So yeah. take that. I think, I think, I think they're going to be okay. I just... I do too. I just think people. I don't know. I just. I just don't know what's gonna. What's what's the next thing? I mean, that needs like, to be the thing that happens because here's the thing. Apple has their their reputation is every time someone gets on stage, we all want to be completely blown away, and because that hasn't happened for a while, and probably won't for a little while longer, that's when people start going, "Oh, Apple lost its edge." Well, if you mean Apple, is Apple blowing our minds every six months? Well, no, but but we'll get to a cycle when they do. And that, that again, is very similar to the PC era, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're back to now. We're, we're, we're getting commodi- you know, this commoditization of the industry. We're getting to the point where everyone's got a computer. Well, we're getting to the point where everyone's got a handheld and a smartphone and a device like this. And it's starting to shake itself out to be whatever it's going to be. And it's you know no longer the, you know, magic. I think the next, the next thing is the, is the TV interface. It has to, that's, I Maybe. Just, Maybe. I don't know what Maybe that's do. just me listening to frame rate. I don't know, but it seems like... Uh, who, who believes those yahoos they don't know anything those two. <laughs> <laughs> oh happy birthday brian today it's his birthday oh is it brian brushwood i think so i believe so and tom merritt will be here at the house in a week that'll be fun oh sweet yeah we're gonna do some stuff that we promised on the kickstarter for autopilot as well as some stuff we haven't told anyone about yet so is he gonna be on frog pants tv he sure is i would be remiss if i didn't do that wouldn't i you would be a terrible idea. Have Tom Merritt in the house and not film something. Jeez. Anyway, that'll be fun. Kim's making jambalaya. Mm. Uh, all right, moving on. Let's do these. 
Reviews. All right, I'm going to talk to you fine people about an app I just picked up called 30 uh, 3030 or 30/30 slash 30 is how you'd search for it on the App Store. Uh, that's let numbers, not letters. 30/30. Slash 30. And uh, it's universal. It's 99 cents. And I put it on the iPad and the phone and tested it in both environments. And it's this great little timer. I've always been looking for a good kind of egg timer style timer, but that let me do a little bit more than that because I like that there, there's this, uh, and I forget what, it, what it's called, but there's actually a, a kind of getting things done method where they you, you sit down and you focus 100% of your effort for 30 minutes straight on a project. Just whatever work you're doing, you sit down, you start this timer, and you work solid focus 30 minutes. You do not pick your head up. You don't check your email. You don't get distracted by some other web crap. You don't play a video game. You freaking do your job. And then at the end of the 30 minutes, an alarm goes off, and then you are mandatorily meant to take five minutes to chill out, to get up, to walk around, to, I don't know, make a move on letterpress, whatever it is you want to do. But you take five full minutes, that alarm goes off, then you're back to the 30. Bam, focus, 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 right? It's actually, yeah, you reviewed it. You reviewed it, didn't you? I did. It was an old app. Yeah, I've reviewed a few apps that do this. And I, I think I reviewed the system some maybe a year or two ago. Um, but there was never really an awesome timer on the App Store. At least I didn't think one that worked really well. It was intuitive and just did what I wanted instead of putting a bunch of stuff in there I didn't. And 3030, which I found actually just hunting around. Um, they they kind of had like a featured fitness apps thing on the front of iTunes the other day. And so I just started digging through those. I'm like, well, what does Apple think is good you know, for these? And there's different calorie counters and workout apps and yoga apps and all that. And hidden in there was this little 3030 app. And I like the look of the interface. It reminds me of uh, 100, that game that you reviewed last week, 100 uh, or 100s or whatever it is. Yep. Um, it reminds me of Letterpress. It's that big, vectory, simply interfacey kind of thing going on. And um, they use that to really good effect. And you can have do all kinds of interval stuff. So let's say my my little idea that I just told you about, the 35 thing, 30 minutes, 5 minutes, you can set that up and it'll just kind of loop, loop back and forth. So it'll just keep going and keep setting the alarms. And you can pause anytime you want or change those times by adding minutes to or, or minusing minutes from that thing in real time anytime you want. It's got this great big fat interface. You can just poke it with your hand. But here's what I really like about it. Let's say you want to, and you can create these separate lists. So there's my work list for the day. That's my schedule for the day. You can create another list and say, all right, this is my workout list. And I want to do 10 minutes of, uh, 12 minutes of cardio, 10 minutes of weights. And you get real specific. You can label all this, anything you want it to be, whatever time interval you want. And now you've got this thing that will cycle through your intervals, especially if you're like jogging on a treadmill, let's say. Well, I want to do, and I know a lot of treadmills have this built in, but say I want to do 20 minutes warm up, I want to do an hour run, and then I want to do 30 minutes cool down. And this thing can do all of that for you. So it's got all these kind of uses, and it's, you know, really at the end of the day, it's just a timer app, but it gives you a lot of really kind of fluid ways to use it that are intuitive and easy and quick and fast and all that. Uh, and I really like it. So I'm going to give it a, a high score. I'd give it four out of five. Of, I wouldn't give it, well, what are we, what are we going to give it today? What's our award today? It's not stars. Forget it. What's the thing? Uh, so, uh, it's, uh, how many Cirque du Soleil dancers in tights are we, uh, we'll give things tonight. How about that? Uh, 
I, yes, let's right. do that. All right. Cirque du Soleil, French guy in tights. Patrick, if you're listening, we're speaking, of, we're talking about you, buddy. Uh, how many Patricks in tights would I give this? Um, I'll give it, I'll give it one because that's the best is just to have one. Uh, it, it's really good. So if you're looking for that, you want to spend a buck or so, less. So, so have you been using it mostly for workout stuff? Both, then? both. Well, the workout and the and the focus thing I've been talking about, and it's great. I, I like see that you can purchase more icons. You can. It's a weird. You know what's? Oh shoot! I pulled out my headphones. Hold on. <laughs> It's a weird um, store system because, yes, you can buy these icon packs, but you really don't need to. They include a ton that would cover just about any potential, I think any you, any need you'd have for an icon is kind of there. So I don't, know what the, I don't know what the point of that is. That seems like a weird spend on money. But, um, yeah, there are, there are in-app purchases, and you can do all that if you want to. Why would you want to is the, is the question. I don't know. Maybe I don't you know. need the leisure icon pack. Maybe. Maybe you do. I didn't. I found what they gave me just fine, so that was not a problem. Uh, so that's uh, 3030. It's a universal app. 99 cents is what I paid, and I like I it a lot. you need the bundle, the bundle of thanks. The bundle of thanks? <laughs> yes. What the hell is that? I didn't see that. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> the bundle of thanks. All right. Well, I have no idea. There's a few other things that, like, I think you can and there, buy. And then there's a buttload of things, too. <laughs> yeah, there are. But you can buy, like. No, I, there's, 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 there's the bundle, and then there's the buttload. Oh, like, they call it the buttload? Yeah, the bundle of things is 99 cents, and the buttload of things is two ninety nine. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> you can restore a bunch of it. I know that if you already bought it. So it sounds like it's yeah. stuff that's permanent. You don't have to keep adding it. Like They're not like Smurf berries. Uh. They have, uh, what was I going to say? You made me forget. Ah, crap. Oh, I think you can buy iCloud support to sync it through your iPad or your iPhone. That's a little sneaky, a little shady to put that in there as a thing you have to buy. But uh, I don't really need it, so it doesn't bother me. Uh, so there you go. Universal. Get it. Thirty thirty. All right, Eric, tell us about, oh, my gosh, you bought Karatika. How is that? <laughs> have you heard of it well i mean i played the original back on the same apple II that i mentioned earlier yes i the graphics are much improved over the apple II. i imagine so isn't the original game included in there though like you can unlock it or something is it i don't know thought so thought someone said i didn't play it so i'm not sure so uh yeah what i i am reviewing karatek what is it called karatika karatika is how we always said it when karatika. we were in junior high but that could be wrong What's that song, Karatika? Isn't it? it sounds like a song. What Does it? Karatika. Yeah, no, what Veronica. is that? <laughs> Genesis? What is it? Well, I'm thinking of uh, Elvis Costello's Veronica, so that's not it. <laughs> uh, what's that magic song that Genesis sings? Um, oh. Oh, I know what you mean. Um, Genesis? Was it with uh, Phil Collins or with uh, what's Yeah, his name? Phil Collins. Oh, crap. I don't know. I know what anyway. you're saying. Oh, uh, not studio. No. Studio. <laughs> oh. I don't remember. Uh, anyway, <laughs> write in an email if you remember, trying to remember the song I'm singing. Okay. Uh, but it's fr- apparently from the, the, the creators of Prince of Persia, Jordan Mechner. Well, they that. went on. Yes, that was the next thing he did was, was Prince of Persia. Well, anyway, this is... Uh, very, it's a, it's kind of a tap fighting game. I would say it's how you describe it. Which you are is you're uh, 
a princess is captured and then you start off on her trail to 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 rescue her mm-hmm. and you you meet up with baddies and try to reach to the reach to the final palace and rescue her. You know, you fight bosses and stuff uh, and stuff like that. Each time you uh, you get meet up with somebody, there's these little kind of round spherical icons that pop up that tell you how many times he's going to hit you. And what you have to do is you have to tap the exact type of rhythm and timing to to block the, all the punches successful. And once you do that, if you do like a perfect defense or you, you hit the majority of them, especially the last one, the last one's the most important to, to like, uh, to defend properly. Then it's your turn to hit him. And, uh, you know, his left goes down. And so it's back and forth. You have a power up. If you, you kind of like, you can build up where you can stun him and do your little attack on him. Uh, the interesting thing about it is, is it gets harder as you go on, but it's a very short game. I finished my first playthrough like in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was interesting is like when I lost, I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to, they're going to start me over where I am or I'm going to start over from the beginning or whatever. But what happens is the first guy like dies, he falls off a cliff. And as he's falling off a cliff, you have a, have a t- totally different character climbing up the cliff. Right. I don't know if this is in the original or not. Uh, I don't remember. Been too long. So, so anyway, so your second character comes in and starts off right exact right where you died before. Yeah, and then you continue your journey. So, the I guess the challenge is is try to finish the game with as least amount of characters as possible. Because apparently, what happens when you reach the end is just try and rescue the princess with you know somebody who will make her even happier because what happens is is like (laughs) (laughs) my i my second character dies and this is big fat hulking guy is climbing up the cliff and like as you know i haven't been successfully to rescue with the first two characters so it's a big hulking fat guy and she doesn't seem to be too happy to be rescued by him right so so the challenge is is to try to save her with the very first character the challenging thing about him is that he doesn't have that much life. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it difficult. The second guy, the monk, has more life. And he has a slight regen that he does. Uh, and then the last big hulking guy just like destroys opponents and he blocks pretty easily. And it's, it's just like each character, um, it's a little easier to play the game as you as you progress. So it's kind of an interesting mechanic of the gameplay. Um, but uh, it's it's at first I thought it was a little repetitive and like okay this is uh, you know this is okay. But then more I played it, it actually became I want I want I try I wanted to finish. I I did a couple of playthroughs trying to finish with at least the second character, but I've yet to to like rescue the princess with even the second character. So it sounds difficult and that's probably good because the original was known for being very, very, very difficult. It was super rudimentary back in the day and, you know, ugly and old and all that. And the graphics were kind of cheese ball and very Commodore 64 era stuff, but it was really hard. At least that's my recollection. I think there were ways you could like cheat or, you know, people would figure out a way to pattern some of the fights and the bosses and stuff and actually do better in the, in the long run. But yeah. Yeah. If you, if you remember it's a pattern, but there's some of them are really tough to get. Yeah. And, uh, 
Um, but it, it is, it gets, at first I was like, oh, you know, but then it got, it gets challenging as you progress through the game. Interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, but it is also a battery hog. Like it took my phone down to like 5% in no time. Oh, really? Was, I was playing it on the train on my way home from work and it was just like, cause I think what it is, is it's this, it, cause it's the 3d graphics that really like pushes the graphics of the phone. It's like. Yeah, uh, Infinity Blade, and it's just like murder on your on your battery because it's. I think it's a 3D rendering. For me, it's a LTE that kills my battery. That's my biggest problem. LTE in Vegas just murdered me. Well, if you, I had to turn I mean, it off. Yes, we know. Yeah, as you, you know. don't have to worry about that. Now you're in Salt Lake. Yeah, now I'm here, and I, well, no, I still have LTE here. Oh, there you, yeah. you got it. Yeah, it's starting to get way better. Actually, it's not great where I where I, I can't talk where I live. But it's good downtown, and it's great in the city, and you know it's got, definitely gotten better. And for a while there, it was like poo everywhere. So I don't know what changed, or you know, they added some stuff. Maybe who knows? But so far, so good. No issues, no problems, no complaints. Still eats my batteries. The only complaint. I don't know. Mine doesn't have my that much of an issue with LTE. Oh, it just chews it up. And, well, part of it is how much am I using it, right? Like, yeah, if I'm whipping like- it out and checking Twitter all the time, or uploading photos, or something like that, then yes, it's much more of a problem but uh you know as it stands i'm not going to complain it's super fast and if you want fast boy that's great all i re- what i really wish is that apple would let me do tethering with it or something so i could use it for my ipad or you know whatever but um yeah it's um uh, this sounds this sounds like karatika just updated for uh you know better graphics and a new yeah day, it's, but- it's a beautiful game it's great looking um but i'd give it like a I give it like three, three Patrick's and tights with a sad, a sad French clown. Oh wow, that's pretty good. You threw in a sad French clown. Jeez. <laughs> uh, awesome. Aren't those aren't sad French clowns? Those are just mimes, right? <laughs> I don't know. You have a point. Do they have actual? I don't know that they have an actual clown in their culture. Patrick, oh, help yeah, us out, Cir- buddy. Circus de Soleil does have like clowns. Oh, do they? But are they the creepy kind that kids dream about and stuff? Or are they? Yes, they are the creepy kind. Okay, they're not running around with baguettes, going, "Oh, I give you a fresh, I don't know, <laughs> a fresh, mu- a fresh mustache massage." I don't even know what that means. All right. <laughs> so there's your game. Uh, let me talk to you, fine folks, about Joe Danger. So Joe Danger. Uh, if you have a PlayStation, yeah, it's awesome. PlayStation 3, now 360 has that original PS3 version as well. So if you own a console, chances are you've seen it or played it. Uh, it's like a good-hearted Trials HD game um, in that it's not so punishing, but it's still hard and tricky, but it's whimsical and funny, and everybody looks like Elvis, and it's got cheesy music, and it's this fun motorcycle stunt game. And you have multiple, the way it worked on the consoles, you had these multiple goals per level. So you had like usually three sets of goals. One would be get all the coins. So you might race that race to get all the coins very differently than the one that was set to find all the letters to make the word danger. Um, you'd, you'd drive that, you'd drive much slower, for example, or faster depending on what the goal was. And it was really good, like really well done. One of my favorite downloadable games uh, that particular summer when that came out. And uh, when I heard it was coming to iOS, I didn't even know what to think because I thought, well, how, I don't want to just have virtual joysticks again. And that game was too much about precision for that to be effective. And so I was, I don't know, a little bit unsure 
how Joe Danger would turn out. And I am so happy to report that they just built this from the ground up again. They they took the great graphics, they took and they and they're intact. It looks great. Um they 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 took the feel and the look and the style and the general vibe of it and that's all there still, but they they just they rethought the whole thing to to work on a touch device. And at first I wasn't sure what that would mean or whatever, but when you start a, a race, for example, and Joe Danger is at the starting line and, and it says go, you tap the starting the starting line thing to actually have him go, and you're not holding down gas like ever. Um, there's no reverse and there's no gas. It's so almost it's like, like an endless uh, runner in a weird way. Endless runner, yeah. You know, in a weird, weird way it is. But then it's where it really gets interesting is you're having to touch the screen and hold it at certain points, which will help you do jumps. Like if you hold down, he'll he'll crouch. If you let go, he'll come out of that crouch in a jump. Um, if you swipe once back, he'll do a wheelie, which speeds him up. Swipe forward again, he'll he'll drop the wheelie. If you're going through mud, you want to be doing a wheelie before you hit the mud. Then that way you don't slow down in the mud. Otherwise, you will slow down. Um, a lot of objects in the like when you spell out the word danger, instead of you hitting the letters with your bike, you're seeing them come on screen at various places of the screen. You're tapping them to capture them while you're still racing at full speed. It's just a different approach to to the same material, and I'm really really happy with it and su- and surprised how well it works. Um, I got through the first couple levels, and went, ah, I can see what you guys are doing here. You're not going to make me fight controls. You're gonna you're gonna cater this experience to what a touch a touchpad should play like, and I wish more developers would do this. So, so many crappy ports of games come out, and they don't give any app, you know thought to to being creative about the way the game actually plays to fit the control scheme. Instead, they're just ah put a virtual joystick there that'll be good enough, and that usually kind of ruins the experience. So um, more of that, please, because that's just that's just great. It's like. Because I played Do- Joe Danger all the way through and beat it, and now this is a, this is Joe Danger again, but it's a whole new game. It's not like I'm doing it all over again. Like none of this is the same. It's all a different challenge, and you unlock dudes and you unlock bikes and certain certain guys you need to unlock to do certain bonus stages and to unlock those you got to spend coins and you got those coins from winning the races. So it's all the stuff you're used to, and you can get the three star ratings, kind of like your Angry Bird style, you know, level advancement stuff is in there. Which at first throws you off. You're like, oh, really? We're going to do that? But then it's it works. It totally works. And it's big and it's long and it's beautiful. And I cannot recommend it enough. So if you're looking for just a great challenge, a goofy game um, with all kinds of personality, great physics, great graphics. It runs great on the mini. Looks great on the full-size iPad. Runs great on the phone. Actually, I'm not sure if it's universal now that I think about it. That might be iPad only. Hmm, I should have checked that. But anyway... It's $2.99, $2.99. That's a hell of a deal for a really big package. And I think they've just outdone themselves. So I would give that four Patricks and Tights plus one um, one baguette uh, duct tape to the back of a mime jumping off the Eiffel Tower. There you go. That's my review of Joe Danger. All right, tell me about... Uh, you really, uh, really liked it. I really did. I think it's really, really cool. I think it's really cool. And I think people should... Um, that's one they should really check out. It's just a... You know what? Another good example of this is the Rayman 
forgot the full title of it, but it was it was like the same style and look and graphics of the yeah. They took they took the Rayman and put it into a kind of an endless runner type. They of thing. did, but they did it in such a way that made it really fun and unique and kind of nailed it. And and I guess I just like to see more. I'm not asking everybody out there to turn their games into endless runners, and that is definitely not what this is because it's definitely not endless. Like in both cases, both this and the Rayman games, they both have finish lines, and you're you're basically sent through yeah, these yeah, courses. You're, you're to, the, and the thing is, you're trying to collect all the things as possible. Yeah, and I actually have to race other characters occasionally, especially in the final, the boss fights or whatever, in in Joe Danger. And the way you win those fights is a strategic use of your wheelie system and hitting the jumps just right and hitting the turbo pads just right. I mean, there's there's still plenty of sort of racing mentality going on. It's just so much better handled with a with a touchpad. Um, and I wouldn't want to see the same game on a PlayStation or a Xbox or a PC. I, st- I would still want those controller options to be what they are already over there. So I just think more developers should do this, and I think it's a good trend, and I'm happy to support it. So two ninety nine, Joe Danger, go get it. Tell me about ACDC Pinball. If Back in Black isn't playing during this pinball game, I'm very disappointed. Is this the old one? Is this the old arcade game, and it's on that new uh, pinball uh, I I don't know if it's I don't I never played the the original one. I think I did. Well, what they have is uh, all night long. I think is 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 playing in this one. Mm. But it's a, it's the instrumental version. There's no lyrics in it. Is it standalone dun, board or is it the one that has all dun, the? Dun, 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 is it the what? one with all the built-in boards or is this the? Is this, this is just one board. Okay. And I was going to say, a- ACDC Pinball Rocks, not so much. Mm. Really? It's, uh, yeah, I was really excited about this. I thought, oh, they're going to, because it, it's like a, a fairly new, it came out in October mm-hmm. of last year. Mm-hmm. It's a fairly new pinball, you know, addition to the iOS. And you think they'd, you know, because I remember playing those pinball, remember the super old pinball games you were playing on the first iPhone? Oh, Sure. Uh, you like the deep sea diver one, the cowboy one, mm-hmm. and you think that they had improved the whole like genre of this, but it's pretty much the same stuff. And uh, you know they have ACDC themed like you know things going on, like you know hell's bells and that kind of stuff. And are you sure it's not like I mean it may be the original pinball, <laughs> excuse me pinball machine. And they're just recreating it, and maybe what you're not liking is that it's it is the actual it, pinball machine, and you, that's not modern enough for you. Maybe so. Mm. I don't know. Did you play the original pinball machine? Um, I did, I think, but I'm not. I'm trying to remember now if that wasn't if that was ACDC or a different band. Because when I was at, I was at the pinball museum or pinball hall of fame in Vegas, I remember there was a Kiss one. Yeah, there's a and I played that two weeks ago, and I played the Aerosmith one or not Aerosmith. Guns and Roses. I played that, but I can't remember if I played the ACDC one. But I swear there was one there, um, and that might be what you may just not like that board or that table. I don't know. I don't know how they did these. You could be this could be totally new for all I know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But mm. maybe that's that could be it. Mm. But in the description, it's not saying it's recreating. Uh like the old machine, anything like that. Hmm. It's, but it's one board. It's not like an arcade set where you can buy a bunch of other tables, right? It's just the one table. 
Yeah. Okay. So it might be a standalone thing. It's a standalone thing, but it's it 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 doesn't it really it's the same type of uh, game. It's just like like you can put any skin on on this and it'd be any like any other pinball iOS game. And I thought it was going to bring something cooler, something like more like wow, this is great. Uh Yeah, I don't know what to say. And it's kind of funny is you actually have to a put a password in to unlock like here, like a kind of a child, you know, child uh, sensor password in to unlock a uh, inflatable woman that comes up on riding the train with who is topless. Nice. <laughs> Which I think was kind of funny. That's pretty good. So, yeah, but it's, I don't know. Maybe you've sold, you've sold me on this game now. I'm going to have to go get it. Topless lady, come on now. Uh, yeah, well, the funny thing is, is, is it's like it's like you know the graphics are not even that good. That it's like, oh, she looks like a an overweight blow up doll. Type. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So maybe yeah. not then. Yeesh. But anyway, maybe I'm not very good at it, and there's I'm missing something. But it's just okay. Hmm. I'd give it like uh, three baton twirling. <laughs> Yeah. French poodles. Okay. Is that even possible? Is that a thing they can do? I don't know. It's the Circus de Soleil. They can do anything. Yeah, that's true. They're, they're amazing folks there at the Circus Soleil. So it's like, it's okay. Or Cirque de Soleil, I guess. Cirque. Yeah, Circus. And the thing is at two ninety nine. it's like a little expensive for what you get. Mm. All right. Well, um, I'm, I just opened this one. I just want to make a, a, a comparative recommendation. So if you're looking for a good pinball experience, um, pinball arcade is awesome. <clears throat> awesome. And if you love the stuff from the eighties and nineties and even the stuff before that, um, this is a great pinball machine. Um, it is like the, the next generation machine. I don't know if you remember that or the Adams family machine or the Terminator two machine or any of that stuff from back in the day. <laughs> love pinball. Oh, I loved pinball growing up i really did surprised you don't have one in your house i you wouldn't believe how often i talk about getting a pinball machine and my wife's like where are we gonna get it I'm like well probably ebay we could probably find something or we could ask one of these places like the hall of fame if they ever sell them or whatever so I, i'm sure i could find something and we may one day but or at least they could tell you where you could get one right yeah but all i'm saying is until then and you want really authentic recreations of those tables pinball arcade is is wicked good and i've reviewed it on the show before but it's it's really good and if you like that next generation star trek table at all then get off your butts and get pinball arcade because it's it's rad it's really well done theater of magic is also on there it's so oh these pinball machines are so good eric so good and all those old gottlieb pieces of crap from way back in the day next time you're in vegas you have to go to the hall of fame you'd love it you just put car or you just put quarters in it like it's an arcade. They don't. It's not like a place we have to walk through, like a museum. You go. They're all running. You go and plop quarters in and play three balls and try the next one. Didn't they, Brian break one or something? Uh, he got a ball stuck in a. I can't remember the machine, but he got a ball stuck in it, so he left it there. He Is asked he me okay? If, yeah, well, he's fine. You sure? Because yeah. that sounds painful. Got his ball stuck in something. Yeah, <laughs> just a zipper. He'll be fine. <laughs> uh, all right. So there you go. Let's Too do. Too bad he doesn't listen to the show. No. Uh, I want to tell you about uh, Sketch Party. Been promising this for a couple of yeah. weeks. Yeah. All right. So Sketch Party, whose music I love, I want to, I want to play this so you can hear this awesome music. 
hold on, hold on, because it's real good. Uh, I just moved all my stuff around. Where did it go? Oh, crap. Oh, there it is. All right, listen to this great music. Hold on, turn the volume up. Check it out, hold on. Here we go. Oh, where is it? No music? Yeah, that sounds amazing. Crap. It's not playing the background music. Normally it does. Well, anyway. Oh, is that it? No. Anyway, here's what Sketch Party is. It is an app that requires... So this isn't for everybody, all right? Because it requires an Apple TV. If you have one, though, it's awesome. And here's why. You pull that thing out. You grab a stylus, which I'm going to highly recommend. You can use your fingers, you know, but stylus lets you draw better. If you want to play a big Pictionary game with up to 16 players, that's the, one of the coolest features about it. Tons of people can play. Um, you pass an iPad around, mini or, or full iPad, and the it uses AirPlay to show whatever whoever's drawing on the screen, it shows it in real time up on the screen on the TV. And it's happening in real time right along with when he's making his stroke. So it's not like you're having to wait. There's no delay. There's nothing like that. He's the one with the iPad is the only one that sees the name of the thing he needs to draw. Everybody looking at the TV just sees a drawing happening. They might know category or whatever, but they have to guess it. And it's, I mean, it's, it's digital Pictionary. It's what it is. But it works so well and so easily. And all it takes is for that, an Apple TV to be available. And it goes, oh, there it is. And bam, you're, you're, you're airplaying up there on your Apple TV. And it's great fun. Holy crap, we had fun with it. Me and the kids and Kim just passing that thing around. I bet, uh, I bet Carter's great at oh, it. Oh, huh? she loves it. But she has my problem. Like, she gets too detailed. Yeah, I try to draw too much. So does she. And then we get screwed. Um, but it's really, really fun. And it's, it, there's no online play. So this is really just for a room full of friends or family. It's not meant for, you know, it's not like, uh, what was the other one we played for a while that I got burned out on? Uh, that was draw something. Yeah. Uh, was that it? Yeah. 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 The one that sold for like a million, two million or $200 million and then immediately yeah, people were playing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Z- didn't Zanga buy them? Yeah. That's what uh, it was. Yeah. That, yeah. I think Zanga's trouble right now with all their layoffs and uh, stock drop and all the crap they're going through. I think some oh, of that has to do with oh, wasting yeah. money on companies like this. I, I swear. It's got to yeah, be you know it. too many acquisitions. Hey, the good news, this works on the original iPad, it looks like. It does. It does indeed. Uh, although I didn't test it, but it does say it does. Um, we used it on a 2. I tested it on the Mini, and I tested it on the latest gen, and they all work great. Two recommendations. Uh, it's better to play with an iPad you don't care about as much. Because there will be a tendency for people to be laughing. And if you got like hardwood or tile floors in the room you're playing in, you might drop it. We didn't, but I was always worried we would. Um, just think about that. This that is, affect your fun? Well, a little. Because in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Do you guys pass that? Careful. That thing. Because you have to pass it around. And it's <laughs> kids. You know, so you're just thinking about that. And adults would be just as ner- I'd be just as nervous because, you know, what do they know? So and they, I don't care. My yeah, iPad. Like, oh, your turn. Or they get mad and they throw it down by accident. Or they hit their leg and it falls and hits the floor and shatters. You don't <laughs> care because, you know, yours has been through hell and back. Um, but forgetting about that all for now, uh, on the merits alone, it's a really awesome experience. I'm totally stoked about playing that again. And we'll, we plan on it. It's fun. And, uh, you know, you buy it the one time and you're good. It's five bucks. 
But if you figure you can get like 16 people playing this thing, I think it's that's well worth even just one Saturday night of entertainment with a few of your drunk friends or whatever. I'll have to try, try it out. Yeah, try it out. Uh, stylus, highly recommended. I think it works really well with a stylus. It's fine with a finger, but I think anything where you have to draw, I always say go get just get some cheap stylus. Kim found uh, a set of 15 styluses on eBay from some Chinese company for like 10 bucks. And I know that sounds terrible, but we got them. And you know what? For this sort of thing, they're perfect. They're throwaway. You don't really, if you lose one, big deal. We got 10 of them or 15 of them. And so then you don't have to pass the stylus with the iPad. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, kind of that or just, you know, you don't have to worry about using your Wacom one and having someone drop and break that or do something, <laughs> put it up their nose. I get, you know, your iOS <laughs> stuff is nice. You don't want people breaking it. That's all. Oh, uh, uh, the thing is I had to get some replacement nibs for my uh, bamboo. Yeah. Well, you, you're the only person I know that has a third nib. Oh, wait, you're talking about nibs for your pens, not your nipples. Got it. Never mind. Yes, yes. Wait, for your bamboo? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you could get replacement nibs for that. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, I didn't know that. Did what you happened wear, wear it out or what? What happened? I think, yeah, and it kind of ripped, you know, on the edge right there. And I so I just bought a pack of three and just popped the old one off and popped the new one, you know, and screw the little thing and pop it off and pop it on and screw the thing back on and it's good as new now. How pricey are those? Uh, I think I spent twelve, maybe, maybe ten dollars for three. I don't know. I got it on Amazon. That's nothing. So I could do that. I'd pay that. Maybe I'll get one because I got one that got a little gum on the end. I don't remember how. Probably in my pocket. <laughs> I know it's got this little like film on it now from the gum. It's not yeah, that it's, big a deal, but it just bugs me. Yeah, but it, yeah. So it's you know they work great. All right. Well, there you go then. Sketch party. I love it. Uh, I would give that a whole tent full of uh, French men in tights that all look like Patrick. Uh, finally, what about hipster prints? Hipster prints. I assume this I actually, is probably some service, isn't it? Yeah, I actually ordered seven-inch prints from uh, Hipstamatic. I got a pack of, I think, seven for like $20, and they're actually seven-inch prints. Seven by seven square? Seven by seven square, mm. and they are beautiful. Really? They turned out really well. Can you do them from your Instagram shots as well, or just Hipstamatic? It's just through in the, through, with, through the Hipstamatic interface Got type it. of thing. Got and it. I just, and I, you know, I just, I think, I know, Hipstamatic people, it's not big anymore, but they have the best filters for any app that's out there. They have the best filters. It is just great. Uh, what they're doing now with the new other different filters are just like the latest ones. Or just like it makes you look like an old time photo, but it does this kind of um, uh, what does that call that effect? The uh, oh tilt shift type of thing, oh, where, right? Where everything looks small and the you get, well, uh, no, it's just like well, maybe it's not some tilt shift, but it's like the middles in focus and everything else around it is out of focus. Oh, and then right, it, right. It brings out the eyes. It somehow detects the eyes and makes them lighter, and it's just like. Really cool stuff, and uh, but uh, and I I wish you could do post processing in it, but you know you just you have to use it as in you know taking the picture there. But right. the prints, there's something about having you know film in your hand, you know, like a a piece of you know physical media of something, and you know with a great with the uh, you know the resolution of the new iPhone, and they're just like 
really nice. And like, I got a picture of my kids that just like better than any like, you know, studio shot you could do. It's because, you know, they're out in the park and it's just like, just the way the filter, the filter that's used. But uh, yeah, I'll have to take a picture and just post them up on my Twitter feed or something. Just to oh, that's show you. cool. Seven by seven is pretty good too. Yeah. And it was like 20 bucks. And you can actually go up to 30 by 30 or something like crazy, something like that. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. So. Well, there you have it. I highly recommend it if you're a hipstamatic, you know, type of person. I wonder how it compares. I mean, Instagram has their little service uh, where you can send like a postcard to somebody. What was it? Instacart or Insta? Insta. Oh, yeah. The one that. Uh, Nicole that, uh, did them. No, uh, Eileen. Did Eileen do them? It was Eileen who sent us one. I don't remember. That 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 was a little cheapy. This is really high quality uh matte photo, you know, uh stock type of thing. This is like real like, you know. It doesn't look like it was printed, let's put it that way. It's actually produced, you know, how fi- pictures are film is. Hmm. All right. I am going so. to take your word for it. Well, fantastic. It's uh hipster prints. Use it today. Well, it's what's it's in it's it's been forever in the interface on uh, in Hipstamatic, but this is the first time I just decided to try it out. Have and you heard of Space Team? Have you tried this? Space Team, no. Okay, we are going to. I'm going to see if there's a video. I have not looked at this before. Uh, I'm trying to find a video of people playing Space Team because it's because you kind of the game doesn't isn't worth anything unless you got a bunch of your buddies in a room playing it. So I think these guys are. Let's see. Okay, I don't want to see an ad. I don't want to see an ad. Oh, never mind, YouTube. You big butts. Hold on, I got to skip this ad. Okay, okay. When it comes to business travel and expense, (laughs) integration means everything. He sounds like a robot. All right. Hey everyone, I'm Richo. I'm Dan. I'm Zombie. And this is our thing. I guess it's a dry, a dry run of Space Team. Um, all right, get to it. Looks like fun. Hold on, I'm skipping. Oh man, Richo got a briefcase. <laughs> Bullshit. All right, hold on. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Tangle E putty. Turn on toe shield. Fire, oh, I have fold that. wire. Fold wire. Sounds fantastic. All right, here's what you do. I'll, I'll explain it. Um, Space Team is rad. So it's this free game. You can just buy it. They have a little upgrade in there. You can pay a couple bucks for or something. But uh, the main game is just right there. And what it is is it's you via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi with a bunch of your friends in the room who all have iOS devices and have it installed as well. If you have an iPad and iPhones, that's fine. All that stuff's cross-compatible. And when you're playing, you'll be presented with like a control panel with a bunch of instructions. And the instructions have limited time for you to pull them off. And it might be something like, burn the flange tickler. So imagine yourself in Star Trek. Where the captain's yelling, shut down the port nacelles. And the guy goes, we can't, captain. This freaking something, something. Put all power to the reverse thruster modules, right? Mm-hmm. That's what this game is. It's yelling out that stuff, but it's super nonsensical. Like, scrub the buffer nuts, you know, or whatever. And the other people who are playing in the room with you may or may not have that thing that thing on their screen to even be able to do it so you might say you know screen the buffer nuts 
And the guy will go, oh, there it is. And, they can, and he has to swipe it left to turn that on as a little switch. Or there's a thing he's got to wind because it's a windy thing. He uses his finger to do that. And if you don't do it in time, steam comes out of it or a bolt pops loose. And now it doesn't work exactly right. But meantime, there's a million other instructions coming. So it's, you have to act while the Klingons are attacking you is kind of the idea of the scenario. And it is impossible for me to describe this properly without you actually playing it. So... I'm not going to take much time more to do this, but it's our thing of the week this week. I just want everyone out there to go get Space Team, get some friends together. It's a room. It's everyone in a room kind of game. It's not an internet game. You're not playing this over the internet, all right? There's no way to do that. It is play it with buddies in a room, and you'll either want to kill them or laugh yourself into a fit. It is truly, truly special. So play it. Space Team. Must play. Hard to review it, though. I don't know how. Get some friends. Put them, in the, put them in the house. Dude, just go get your kids or whoever. Find, get ah, from work. Hey, I'll play it. Ah, have him play it. <laughs> He'll do it. All right. Got an email here from, uh, let's see, who's this from? Jake. Uh, hey, Scott, Eric, and Eileen. Love the show. and been a long-time listener. Just wanted to co- uh, comment on your experience with LTE while in Las Vegas. I live and work near Louisville, Kentucky, and we just got the AT&T LTE coverage here about three months ago. I really paid a lot of attention to the battery of the first few days, but was pleasantly surprised that it didn't seem to degrade my battery life noticeably at all. I keep it on all day, and even when I'm uh, home right outside of Louisville and don't have LTE. I love doing a speed test and feeling like I hit a Vegas jackpot when I see numbers like 63.97 megabytes per second. Anyways, just wanted to share that with my uh, with you and my positive experience with the LTE network on AT&T on my iPhone 5. Once again, love the show and keep up the great work with Frog Pants Network. Jake P.S. got the mini right before Christmas and absolutely love it. Well, me too. I'm loving mine. Um, uh, uh, the reason I believe that it was, I didn't say this earlier and I should have mentioned it, but the reason I think the LTE draw is so bad isn't because of LTE inherently. It's because in Vegas, there is kind of a constant jumping back and forth between bands because when you walk into an uh into a casino you almost immediately lose lte and go back to 4g and as soon as you leave there you go back to lte for a minute and you go into a weird corner and now you're on edge for some reason and then you're back on 4g and then you're on lte for about 30 seconds and then you're back to 4g so the lte is great when you're out and about outside on the freeway or something but in in and around the strip it's constantly trying to find which thing is going to give you data at any given moment. And it's doing that all in kind of real time. And that's what's killing my battery. So it's a unique case. If you're getting constant LTE speeds like you are, you're not having any problem because you're just, you're just getting it. But if your phone was constantly going, Oh, don't have that connection now. Better try this one up. Oh, that one's back. I'm going to go back over to that one and keep favoring the more, the more prominent connection. You're going to lose battery. That's all. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's I, that's the reason why. Right. My my phone my phone does that too, but it's like, but only when I enter my office, it switches to four G. Right. Then as soon as I leave the office, it switches to LTE. But inside the office, it's not going back and forth. No, because it, it you it knows what the dominant connection is, and it's just going to hold it. Yeah, and that's that's the, that's a perfect scenario, and that totally works. It's just when you're when I was on the strip, I would watch it, and it would just go. Eh, or, just every all over the place and then we end up in a restaurant where all i could get is like two bars of edge connectivity oh my god oh that was the worst like you're on dial up it's a good restaurant though um 
fatty one. Oh man, dude. It was this, it's called hash house, a go, go. And it's like a breakfast food sort of it's man versus food place. And they bring you stuff. That's gotta be like 9,000 calories per plate. I mean, it's just ridiculous, but it was so good. I shared one, so I don't feel too bad. Uh, and we still didn't eat it all. Um, all right. What else is going on here? That's it. Thank you. Uh, email. So you Jay. thought the music was great in that draw game. Yeah. Here, share this with the, uh, with the audience. All right, what do you got? I put it in the link. Oh, you sent me a link? Yeah. All right, hold on. Hold on. I got this. I got this. Is YouTube? Is this a game? No. Oh, I've seen this. We played this on TMS, the bird doing dubstep. Hold on, hold on. I got an ad. Looking back on it. Okay, great. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, we we did this on the morning stream. Skrillex the bird. (laughs) (laughs) What's great is... Birds naturally um, mimic mimic music. Whatever you play, they'll mimic it. Uh, they're naturally musical and have rhythm and all that. And so the poor bird had to sit and listen to that until <laughs> I memorized it. Poor thing. It's too bad. It's awesome. Uh, I think it's really funny because it's just that's what it's, it's like. <laughs> uh, it's too funny. Um, all right. That's it. We're done. That's the show. Uh, we'll uh, try to have another one very soon and see how Aileen enjoyed her French dancing men in tights business. I'm sure it went fine. Uh, Eric, do you got anything cool going on you want people to know about? How's your album coming? Is that coming? It's coming. It's coming yeah, along. Yeah. Soon, and maybe. speaking of albums, yeah. I received <gasps> Rob Gahuber's album. To I the haven't class. opened it yet, but it's sitting right here. And it is good. I re- highly recommend it. I hear it's good. I'm stoked. It says 19... What, what's the title? I can't reach it. The, the title is called Music for a 1950s Video Game. Which is such a... It's an odd title until you look at some of the titles on the back, and I can only imagine it's awesome. The thing is, is that's exactly his style. That totally. Is his, totally. That is like... If you have to describe Rob's style, yeah. it's, it's his style. I love his album, Mart. I think the whole thing's yeah, awesome. Yeah, who did that? I have no idea. It's really good, though. Uh, I got that in the mail and just went, ah... He's an old, old friend of the network and, and of us and has been around forever. And early ELR days. Uh, and you'll hear his theme alternate with Eric's on the morning stream. And he's just a great, he's a great guy. So I'm really happy for him. He's been working on this forever. So I hope yes. it does really well. We should pimp the hell out of it. Uh, I don't know where people can even get it. Can they buy it someplace? I don't know. You should ask him. I'm going to email him to, uh, when we get off. I'll say, dude, what's going on? He'll say, Jürgen Borgen Hergen, because he's from... Uh, <laughs> He's from Norwegia somewhere. <laughs> he's, he lives in, uh, he's Dutch. Dutch, that's right. Yeah, Dutch, right? Which yes. means he's from the the Netherlands. The Netherlands, yes. He's, yes. And why don't they call themselves, like, everyone else is, like, German, French, Austrian. Why can't they be Netherlandans or something? Instead I don't know why that Dutch. is. I think it's weird. I mean, the turkeys have to be the Turks. It's only fair. Not the turkeys. People in Turkey are Turk Turks, or are they Turkin? I don't know. But. No, they're Turks. Okay, are they Turks? I think they're. My, I had a friend who went to Germany for a couple of years, and he says they were referred to as Turkins there. But that may be a German thing, because Germany, as we know, is weird. All right, uh, let's get out of here. Let's be done. I uh, hope you guys are all having a great week. If you want to uh, follow us on the web, you surely can. You can head over to appslappy.com. We are emailable at appslappy at gmail.com. Please send in your emails. We love playing them on, on the show or else, or at least reading them. 
can find us on Twitter, App Slappy Show, on Facebook at facebook.com slash App Slappy. And we're all over Google Plus as well. So easy to find us there. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us. What else is I going to mention? Uh, check out Frog Pants TV airing on Mondays. Episode two coming oh, up. Oh, it's this week. every Monday? Oh, yeah, weekly, dude. Uh, did, did I miss this week's or was that the. No, that was the first one. I haven't done another one yet. That was Monday. That was that just was this Monday. week, yeah. Uh, lots more coming on that front. Other things around the network. Go to frogpants.com for more. It's going to do it for us. Thank you, Eileen. Or not Eileen. She's not here. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> Eileen, we'll see you next time. Hopefully you had a nice trip uh, or went to the thing and had a good time. I'm going to go play uh, uh, Temple Runner 2 and review it for next week. Thanks, everybody, and have an awesome week. Later. 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 Hello, Scott and Eric and Eileen, maybe. I just wanted to say thank you. You guys are great. Last year was awesome. You really helped out everybody. You spent money so I didn't have to, or sometimes I spent money with you. I love your show. Been listening since inception, and I can't wait to see what 2013 is going to bring. Take care. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.